There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. It's Friday, December 23rd. From inside the WTOP newsroom, this is the DMV Download, brought to you by Steamfitters Local 602. Get an estimate and learn more at steamfitters-602.org. It's time to raise a glass. The holidays are here and New Year's is just around the corner. We learn how to make a great toast from a local winner of the Guinness Toast Contest, Tom Ponton. There's got to be something that you could toast. I there just that. has to be. For there's beauty all around should you dare to take a peek, even if you lost your paddle and you're far up that creek. And this is the last daily DMV download podcast episode before it goes to a weekly format. Luke and I reminisce about the more than 150 episodes we've done and talk about what's next. Thanks for joining us. I'm Megan Cloherty. And I'm Luke Garrett. It's time we make a toast, but first we have to learn how. (laughs) And for that, we turn to Tom Ponton, Director of Advancement at DeMatha High School. But he's also one of the first winners of the Guinness Toast Contest. Tom is in studio with us now. And welcome to the DMV Download Podcast. Tom, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Um, So first off, we'll just start with what is the Guinness Toast Contest? Do you know how it started and how did you hear about it? Last February, I, I, I have insomnia. I woke up in the middle of the night. You know, I'm a member of the self-loathing society at about uh, <laughs> 2 a.m. And I looked down at my phone, and there glowing at me was the Guinness Reunion Toast Contest. And um, there was something that Guinness decided to sponsor, and uh, they were going to have 20 winners in all, okay, with a prize of $50,000 each. Wow. Yes. Whoa. So that got my attention. And, uh, <laughs> there Rightly were, so. There were three different entry points, the first one being March 4th, and I really wanted to enter early, hoping that um, you know maybe the competition would not be as uh, fierce, and I, I wound up being one of the first winners. They called me like a week later and said, you won, and I had to play the message over and over again. I said, really? I won? <laughs> so there were 19 other winners, but the others didn't get quite the pub I got. They, I got the Ed McMahon treatment. They came by my house with a bagpipe or a film Stop. crew. Really? Oh, yeah. oh my big, God, that's so cool. A huge check, which I tried to cash at my local ATM to no effect. <laughs> but I did get the money later. So, yeah, they made a big deal out of out of my winnings mm. or my, my toast. And uh, so it was something they did. Are they going to do it again? I have no idea. And so at the point when you learned about this contest, were you a proficient toast maker or was it something that just inspired you to start creating it? When did that kind of start for you? Well, you're a songwriter, right? Or don't you play the guitar? I do play the guitar, yeah. Right, I understand. So I've been writing songs for years and my Mm. sister Kathy's been playing in the D.C. area for a long, long time. I got a nephew who's with the Signature Theater. So there's a lot of music that runs through my household, but none of my songs have ever gone anywhere. But about three or so years ago, a friend of mine, Tom Hibbs, his dad had passed away. And after the funeral, he goes, hey, I want you to do a toast at the repast. I was like, okay, thanks for the heads up on that. But, uh, <laughs> so I, I thought of this song that I had written called We'll Never Forget, which makes fun of the Blarney at funerals, where sometimes 
they go on and on about people where it becomes comical sometimes, the <laughs> exaggerations, which I'm perfectly good with, yeah. that happen, uh, you know, sometimes mm. when the eulogy is delivered. But I decided to give it a sweet ending. So I'm thinking, you know what, I'm going to give that toast, uh, uh, I'm going to take that last part of it, make it into a toast, and rhyme it with the deceased. And then that became my go-to toast from that point forward. Wow. Okay. okay. So yes. you, so it's sort of been something that you have taken time to get good at. I, yes. Well, Essentially. I'll let you be the judge of that, you know? <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. No pressure, Tom. Right. No pressure. Okay. Uh, so um, who inspired you? Like, to, I don't know. I feel like people who give toasts come from families who gave toasts. Well, yes. Yeah, is, that is that true for you? So my grandmother lived next door to me growing up in Hyattsville, and she was from my Cullen County, Galway, and she was quite the character. And uh, <laughs> Sunday afternoon, she would have friends over. There were a lot of Irish in her neighborhood in Hyattsville. And um, I often say that a afternoon tea by 5 o'clock would turn into a party, and uh, the tea <laughs> would be replaced by bourbon and beer. And everyone would sit around in a circle, though, a lovely thing, and tell a story or sing a song. My Aww. grandmother used to sing a song. So all of that was embedded in my DNA, I guess. Right. Yeah, when I won the contest, they said, geez, it looked like you were born to win this contest. Yeah, because wow. just right. the idea of, like, getting up in front of people. I mean, some people get nervous just even doing that. Sure. Right. Let alone knowing what to say when you do it. Right. right. And yeah, taking absolutely. it back to that contest, what was the winning toast? So you want me to say it? I'd love okay. it. I'd love to hear it. Well, and of course, I brought a little... Um, thing here for us all to toast because you just can't do it. Uh, you, know. you can't. You can't right. use water in these uh -uh. occasions. So here it is. Uh, when you're old and you're gray and you doze by the fire and you have one last glass before you retire, it's not about wealth but the seeds that you've sown to the people you've loved and the friends that you've known. So let's raise a glass to our family and friends and to those who oppose us. Well, let's make amends <laughs> for it's not a long stay and you can't shed a tear and my wish for you both is a happy new year. Oh, cheers, cheers to that. Right. Or as they would say in Irish, slancha. Slancha. Which, of course, means health, which is all the more, how should we call it, uh, you know, uh, in what we've been through. Right. Toasting yeah. to health is the way to go. <laughs> cheers to that. That's true. Absolutely. Wow. See, I, I got shivers when I heard that. Right. Toasts do that. So how does that happen? Well, part <laughs> of it was actually there is a poem by the famed Irish poet William Butler Yeats. He has a poem called When You're Old and You're Gray. Mm. When you're old and gray and full of sleep and nodding by the fire, take down this book and slowly read and dream of the soft look your eyes had once. So he wrote this to a woman that he uh, asked to marry three times and she turned him down three times. <laughs> and uh, he wrote that poem right. basically saying you made a mistake. Mm. Okay. So when I did the toast, it's funny, uh, at the repast, I had people come up to me and go, oh, it was really nice. You know, who wrote it? And I said, well, I did. And they were like, oh, God, you did? Meaning, I think sometimes- <laughs> You were disappointed? We, well, I think if you're going to go to a wedding reception, you go, I got a poem here by uh, William Butler Yeats. They're right. not going to go, uh, Tom Ponton. They're right. like, who? What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they were a little disappointed with that. But uh, anyway, that's- Part of the inspiration of that toast, there's also a balladeer named Tommy Makem, who is deceased, who I admire greatly, and he also has a song called The Rambles of Spring, and he talks about mm. your foes becoming friends and that mm. type of sentiment. So that's where it, that's where it all comes from. Wow. Okay, yes. so before we get to how to make a proper toast, which mm -hmm. I think is really going to help all of us yes. going into the I'm holidays. Eager. I'm eagerly awaiting. Yes. Um, what, what is a toast? I mean, what do, you, do you have to, does it have to rhyme? Does it have to have a certain open and close, Tom? Like, what, how would you define a toast? So... 
Right. I'm no expert, and I'm not sure there actually is a complete manual of it, mm. but if you were asking for what I think is best, yeah. um, a, a little poem or a little sentiment, maybe uh, having an Irish twist in it, you know, sometimes can be good, if you know I mean, what I'm saying. You know I love that. <laughs> right. But um, as I said, I, I used to be a wedding DJ on top of my other job. <laughs> And it used to be... You were set up for this. I know. This is like, like, the right. more and more you tell us, I'm like, right. this, is, this didn't just happen. Well, let's hope they have it again. Here, I'm more than happy. You can only <laughs> enter one time. I had people who wanted me to write toast for them, which is against the rules. Yeah. Uh, but I tried to help a bunch of other people, and they didn't win. So uh, I'm not sure about that. But what makes the, the best toast? I, I think a sentiment. So there is a... Uh, you know, I got contacted from these producers of a movie that's going to come out allegedly called Chief of Station. Mm. And it's going to star Aaron Eckhart. He is Two-Face in um, The Dark Knight. Yeah. Right. Oh, right. yeah. Right. He's so famous. they asked me if they could use my toast in the movie. And I was like, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but of, you know, there's no money. But I'll, I'll take the credit if it makes it, you know, because it also could get knocked off. Yeah. Mm. But that's a cool right. thing to be asked. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they sent me the script. Now, they're only using the first part of it, though. And I think the way it is, I saw the script. They said, you know, we heard your podcast on WTOP, and we decided <laughs> to use the toast. There we go. So what makes to... a great toast? I like a little bit of poetry. I just do. It, I think it could be a limerick if you wanted it to be. Mm. Or a, a language. poem or slash a blessing. So let me give you a blessing slash toast that I didn't write. Okay, i got to make sure. And it's brief. And it's uh, a wall for the wind, a roof for the rain, and drinks beside the fire. Laughter to cheer you with those you love near you and all that your heart may desire. Wow. That's yeah. okay. So that's a really good one because it's short. Exactly. Right. And Mine's you a can long. memorize it. You can yes. yeah, commit it to memory and have right. it. Yep. Mm. That's a good one. I mean, you could use song lyrics if you wanted to. Right. Uh, that's true. Off any, well, of course, that's what I've done in many cases mm. where I've used lyrics that I've written that in some respects, I guess, are translating better to a toast than they are <laughs> uh, to a song. But, you know, it is what it is, you know. And something I'm curious about is when, you know, these beautiful words and construction of words right. and phrases, when is that right moment to kind of bring out a toast? I would say right, like right before Christmas dinner, or right before Thanksgiving uh, dinner, or I was out with a group of friends last night and, you know, people bought, um, you know, a round yeah. and uh, they'll be like, hey, uh, we'll toast the guy who bought the round or, hey, we're toasting this person's birthday. So I will tell you this. I mean, we all know the holidays can be a difficult time for a lot of people. And mm. uh, trust me, people are going through a lot of different things. Yeah. But I still contend that, uh, you know, there there is something around us each day that we could toast to. And it doesn't have to be an alcoholic drink. Mm. Um, I wrote a little verse one time uh, about this. It's not exactly a toast, but it goes like this. When your stocks take a tumble and you're down and depressed, never forget that you're heavenly blessed. For there's beauty all around should you dare to take a peek, even if you lost your paddle and you're far up that creek. You know, so. That is a great one, right? Tom. Wow. So, Especially for now. Yeah. Right. So no matter how down you get, and trust me, I mean, Aww. like the holidays, we go on Facebook and you'll see these wonderful holiday gatherings and you'll say, gosh, uh, how come my family's not like that? Or why am I am not at a party like mm. that? You know, it, it can be that way sometimes. Yeah. And, totally. and going right. through a holiday without someone, if you just right. lost somebody, yeah. it's, it's really, it can be hard. Yeah. It can be hard. And nothing wrong about people posting that stuff either. It's just sometimes you feel left out of the party. Uh-huh. But, you know, you just have to look around and maybe come up. There's got to be something that you could toast. I there just that. has to be. So when so when the, the evening starts, you have to do a little clinking of the glass? Well, you just to get everyone's attention, please. I've got a little sentiment I'd like to share. I want to ask you this, Tom. Wherever you go, are you just giving toasts nonstop? 
It now <laughs> it's happening a lot. Yes, uh, it's like oh, Tom's here. He, right. he can do it. <laughs> right. Tom's guy. <laughs> and I'm afraid sometimes I might be uh, too much in that equation. I mean, last <laughs> night again, I was at a place in Annapolis, and I must have done five different tests. <laughs> But really? It's fine. <laughs> They're nice and short, though. I mean, uh, like I said, um, uh, I, I don't know if people understand that less is better and brevity mm. is the solo wit. So, like I said, in the movie, uh, they're going to use just the first part of the My Winning Toast, not the whole thing. So, I understand. Yeah, mm-hmm. but even your toast isn't that long. It's 26 seconds. And the reason why I know that is the, the parameters of the contest was had to be under 30 seconds. Right. So, I, I came in at 26. Mm. Right. And so we're hearing one factor of what makes a good toast and how right. to make it, which is brevity. Yes. Uh, what else should we be thinking about if we want to start our own toast? Well, delivery. I mean, you, you should try to memorize or at least have a cheat sheet that you can glance at for a second, <laughs> you know. But if you memorize it, it's better. You know, what's interesting about that, too, is I found, um, like, a lot of us know music lyrics because we've heard it. And I think with the music, with the lyrics, yep. I believe helps you memorize the song. But when you Definitely. don't have the music behind you, sometimes it, it can put you at a – it makes it a little bit more challenging, mm. that's all. And so sometimes leaving, uh, you know, being the toastmaster that I allegedly have become, <laughs> I have flubbed a couple of toasts here and there. But, you know, whatever. I mean, people are okay with it. <laughs> right. I mean, usually they're, they're having something to go along with it. Okay, I have to reveal something. Okay. I learned my multiplication tables to song. Right. Oh, yeah. And I think it's it's such a learning technique mm-hmm. because it's easier, like that part of your brain that puts things to music, it's easier to remember them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense that lyrics would be a toast. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, sure. And you can make your own off of that. You could take a Taylor Swift song and make it a toast. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Right. So I, I was once a, a, well, still am a fan of Jimmy Buffett, and he has a song which I think would make a good toast, and that's Follow In My Wake. You've not that much at stake, for we have plowed the seas and smoothed the troubled waters. Come along, let's have some fun. A new year has begun, and we'll barrel roll into the sun just for starters. Wow. And see, Tom, what I like about that is it kind of takes the pressure off for a toast. You can take one of your favorite musical artists and kind of use lyrics for a toast. You don't have to, like, sit in front of a candle and, you know, write out a toast (laughs) originally. You can kind of lean on some of your inspirational artists to help you. That's correct. So you can do one from Bad Bunny or something like that. Go right ahead. (laughs) I love it. Right? uh, Now, if Jimmy happens to be listening, I have not made a dime off of that toast, Jimmy. (laughs) Exactly. Well, you sent us some of your toasts, too. And in a lot of the last lines, you say this last line can be amended. So... Which is really, it's it's good to keep in your back pocket, too. Right, Because Absolutely. you can kind of tailor it to the situation you're in. That's correct. Um, what's You had a New Year's one, you said? Well, several. But uh, so you bring that up. Uh, I, I, I get fascinated sometimes with tradition. So we know on New Year's, often we sing Old Ang Syne, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But no one really knows what that means. What it means <laughs> is basically long time since, perhaps. Like, at, my wife and daughter like to watch When Harry Met Sally on New Year's Eve. I usually never go out. Love that but movie. But if the, the movie ends right mm. on New Year's Eve, and Billy Crystal says to Meg Ryan, I, you know, I have no idea what this means. We sing it every year. Yeah. I have no <laughs> idea. And she goes, I think it's about old friends. And that's a pretty good, you know, feeling about what it's about. However, being the person that I am, and uh, <laughs> I tried to transcribe it or at least uh, take the sentiment so people would might have a better idea of what we're talking about. Mm. So here it is. To those we love, to those we've lost, the memory will not deny. We'll raise a glass to good times past and recall the days gone by. And to all the days gone by, my dear, to all the days gone by, 
with kindness cheer a brand new year and recall the days gone by. Mm. It just makes you like. I know it's it's like you magic. Wanna, you want to pause afterwards <laughs> and just smile. Um, I I, I, w- I don't know what else to ask Tom, but I, I want to keep him here. I know, I know, <laughs> right? That could be a good way to end. I don't well, know. I, I will tell you though the uh, the Guinness people though. I wrote a song about Guinness. Uh, they always say if you're going to write, you got to write something about something you love mm-hmm. or <laughs> something right. something you know. First step. Absolutely. So <laughs> I. Uh, you and I, Guinness are friends? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm good with Guinness, but I sent them this song and it went nowhere. But I, I just want to, to give you a one lyric of that. And is when you're dealt a bad hand and you're down on your luck, just take a deep breath. Don't weave and don't duck. When life gets hard and the waters get muddy, saddle up to the bar with your 20-ounce buddy. And the Guinness, it flows, and the Guinness, it flows. Straight from the tap, it comes and it goes. No need to regret the path you once chose. No worries at all. The Guinness, it flows. Right. Lovely. So, yeah. Lovely. Right. Oh, well, it's been such a pleasure to oh, have no. you in Thank here, Thank you Tom. so much for having me as and, well. And hopefully we can, you know, help out our, our friends and our listeners yeah, and ourselves, um, frankly. I'm using right. for For a toast and, and maybe challenge yourself to try and give the toast this year. Totally. Tom Ponton, thank All you right. so much for thank coming you. in. All right. Slancha. Slancha. <laughs> and after the break, we say goodbye to the daily DMV Download Podcast because it's turning weekly. I also tip my hat to Megan Clorty, who is leaving the show. We'll be right back. Backed by the experience of its hardworking members, Steamfitters Local 602 is ready to take on your next commercial heating, cooling, HVAC, or refrigeration project. Steamfitters Local 602 adds value to our community through its partnerships with local contractors and building owners, all while keeping the focus on improving the lives of its members and their families throughout the DMV. For work that's on time and on budget, go to steamfitters-602.org to schedule your next project. That's steamfitters-602.org. Steamfitters Local 602, changing lives. Explain your DNA on, on 10 cases, man. You're inside the police interrogation room with the alleged Potomac River rapist. I'm not guilty on any of this stuff. So calm, so reasonable. Could this be the man who terrorized women for nine years before murdering a brilliant scientist two decades ago? Experience one of the most fascinating true crime podcasts available. Join crime reporter Paul Wagner for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms. And before we go, we are reminiscing today a little bit. This is weird. This is weird. (laughs) This is our 176th episode, if you can believe it. No. Um, We've been doing this show every day. Every day since April. Yeah, it's been a long time. And we've done some good stuff. Well, it's funny because I feel like reporters, if you ask them what they did yesterday, they wouldn't be able to remember. Because totally. you just do a story every day. It's hard to have yeah. long-term memory. Um, so we were looking back throughout our episodes, and I was like, these are not too bad. I know. Not They're- too shabby. I was doing the same thing. I was like, look, we've been putting out some good shows and titles, by the way. I want to say we put a lot of care and love into the titles, quippy titles that we uh, we make. Yeah. I was pretty proud of those. It's this is a little bit of like pulling back the curtain to talk about how we produce the show. But so much of our thanks goes to Rick Massimo, who has his last day next week. Yep. Um, he's been on the show a couple of times as a guest for the chum and mm-hmm. like have, you know, talking about random things at the end of the show. But he really helped us like when Luke and I were kind of in between. OK, should we go with this kind of angle or this angle or make it quippy or do- just play it straight? Right. He was like our guiding light, our North Star. Yes, indeed. So, Megan, what are some of the shows you looked back on with a smile? The DC Cemetery Show. Oh, my God. Yeah, you stole mine. That was such a good show. <laughs> that if was such a you all haven't heard that show, go back. 
this caretaker of a cemetery. Paul Williams. Is incredible. I mean, just dynamite. He, he lives on the cemetery grounds and told us, like, what that is like. Yeah, what what what's <laughs> like living in a cemetery. And, and like, he's like the happiest guy ever. Oh, my God. He was phenomenal. Yeah. I, I, we, that was one of our best interviews just because of the character. I mean, totally. He was so fun to, oh, to interview. Another one, Dan Silverman from Popville, the guy who is behind yeah. um, the Prince of Petworth. Yeah. He's such a... I don't even know how to describe him. He's such a wealth of knowledge. And totally. he's somebody who's been here for so long and really cares deeply about this city. Yeah. And how it's changing and being connected to the people who are in it mm-hmm. and like interacting with people online and I, just kind of meeting somebody who cares that much about what they do. Totally. And then it's about the place that we live. Yep. I, I don't know. I love that interview. A total ombudsman, if you will. <laughs> Killing me. And he just walks around all the time. He was like, yeah, I just like walk 10 miles every Saturday and Sunday and I like learn about my city. I was like, that's the coolest thing. Yeah. God love him. Yeah. Um, I think the other one I'm really proud of is... Um, how we covered the Van Ness shooting, which obviously is a completely different, much more serious right. topic. But um, that broke. It started happening like right before we were about to publish. Mm-hmm. And instead of going with the story we had planned that day, which I can't even remember what it was. Neither can I. We listened to the the um, press conference, kind of had the details confirmed that we that we knew that that po- at that point. Yeah. And then you were doing some killer research on the guy who ended yeah, up like being the shooter. Yeah, like 4chan and all this awful stuff. Yeah, yeah, who ended up being the shooter. Yep. And then we just came in here and talked it talked it out mm-hmm. in, in real time. And I think there was a certain amount of urgency to that. It was sort of like you don't really get a podcast that is of the moment. Totally. Usually podcasts are, you know, they're like, not breaking news for right. the most part, right? That one was, though. And that one was. And I yeah. think we did a really good job with it. And totally. then just the one-on-ones with the chiefs that we had. And yeah. Having my uh, my friend Tisha Thompson on from ESPN to talk about the commanders, I think those were some of the highlights for me. Totally, totally. Those are conversations you? where you talk to people and who are important in our community, and they just have time to talk. For me, um, I kind of categorize them in fun ways. My favorite title Ooh. was uh, "Lord, Shall We Swim in the Potomac River?" That's when uh, the singer Lord, you know, revealed <laughs> to everyone's chagrin and shock that she took a dip into the Potomac River. Um, and we all thought I, she was going to die. Yeah. That episode was, number one, fun to do, but I thought that uh, title was quite good. Yes. And um, I thought of it myself. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, <laughs> a little pat on the back there. A little pat on the back. So that was really fun. I had so much fun, too, um, touring the Air and Space Museum with the director of the museum. I'm like a physics major, and I love space. Yeah, um, you geek out on that stuff. I total geeked out. And so creating a podcast that was kind of like a tour of the new redevelopments there was uh, was really awesome. I yeah. loved that. Um, I just loved that idea. Um, the director was fantastic. And seeing all these artifacts kind of in an empty museum was just uh, it was really cool for me. I remember we did another interview about NASA uh, shooting the uh, satellite up that was just going to bump something. Nudge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. going to nudge it. And the amount, like you were like on cloud <laughs> nine. I didn't even know what to ask. And you were I like, had to lobby for that show too, by the way. <laughs> Meg was like, we're not doing this show. And I was like, an asteroid is nudging, <laughs> is being nudged by a satellite by local scientists. We have to do this. I, know, I was like, that's not, that's aggressively not a local news story. <laughs> we made it one. Though. But it ended up being one yeah, because it was. it was coming from here. Yeah. And then another one, we did this recently with Jack Moore, and it was how MD Man fought a speeding ticket for three years and won. I thought that was such a good episode that kind of just dips into the... The plight of the everyday. The plight of the everyday, <laughs> man. It's just kind of some weird municipal funny story um, that I think this podcast captured well. 
think yeah, that was, it was really fun. It was an opportunity to take a story that was very processy, really, yeah. but sort of like get into it and really help people because so many of us get tickets and totally. it's like it could change how tickets are issued in the future. Yeah. I think the most important thing, Luke, is we did what we set out to do. Yep. And that's saying something because I think a lot of times when you're on a big project, especially one you have to turn every single day. Yeah. You sometimes with two people. With two people. <laughs> you sometimes just make it work. Yeah. And I don't think we really ever did that. Yeah. And there may have been one or two shows where I was like, this isn't my favorite topic, but it ended up turning into something better than I thought. Right. Um, but I'm really like I am. I'm really proud of how we took this concept yeah. of hey, create a local news show mm-hmm. every day with yeah. an expert who can talk in depth about it. And we did it. Yeah. Yeah, we never missed a day, never missed a show. Um, and we didn't only do that. I think we made really good shows every day. And yeah. you, I mean, are sort of still new-ish to this. So yeah, hats off true. to you for, for jumping in and, and doing this like you did. I mean, the commitment that we both had to it. But I took more vacation than you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all right. That's fair. What's fair is fair. Um, what's fair is fair. But no, I mean, it's also exciting because it's still going to live on. It's going to be weekly. You know, when I look back at my favorite episodes and what they were like, it gives me a glimpse also into the future and what I want to continue to do. Right. Getting outside of the studio, outside of the newsroom, um, being in the city, uh, being in our area out with, you know, newsmakers and interesting people and having a longer time to talk to really cool people. I just think that's what this weekly is going to do. And it's going to be really fun. It's a totally different animal, like from a production standpoint. Yes, editorial wise. But yeah. it's based off this, the same idea, like the same principles that, you know, the characters drive the story. Mm-hmm. What's important to the people who live in this area is above, yeah. right, everything else. I mean, that's like one of the, the I don't know, compass points, right, for you yeah. to, to shoot for. Totally. And I think it really is important that we continue to, like, hear from people and interact with our listeners. And obviously, I'm, I'm still going to be a little bit a part of the show from behind the scenes. But, totally. like— if you guys have ideas that you are like, let's go into this. Like, yeah. let's dive into whatever. Yeah. How Arlington became the 20-something capital of the world. <laughs> or, I mean, you know, the fact that they're turning all of these huge commercial buildings into apartments. Or whatever right. it is. Like, yeah. the, the trends that you're seeing in your life, and you're like, hey, somebody should cover this. Send us a note. Yeah. Because this is exactly what the show is going to do. Especially now. Because we have a whole, or I have a whole week Got to get used to that. I have a whole week to uh, to make it, you know, and yeah. that's just more time, um, which allows for more, you know, digging and resources and stuff like that. Well, I wish you the best of luck. Thank it's you, Megan. It's been awesome working with you. It's been so fun. Yeah, yeah I'll miss you on the show, but uh, we must go on. <laughs> and that'll do it for us today on the DMV Download, which is crazy to say for the last time. We are sponsored by Steamfitters Local 602, and our music is by Real World. Give us a review and rate our show if you get the chance. You can also find us on dmvdownload.com. We're also posting on social media every day. The DMV Download is a product of WTOP News. Listen on 103.5 FM in D.C., 107.7 FM in Virginia, 103.9 FM in Frederick, Maryland, online at WTOP.com and on the WTOP News app. Thanks for listening.